This week's show is brought to you by Venice Beach Beverage. Try their delicious line of ginger teas with 100% daily vitamins in every can. And make sure you try my favorite, Black Cherry. Visit them online at venicebeachbeverage.com. The following episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Good night, mates. Hello, lovers and friends. I'm Natalie, and joining me is the notorious Ricky Lee. And we're on this frequency, brought to you by the Rose City Sound Podcast Network, where we talk about being a unique human in the universe and everything that comes with it. So without further ado, let's get started. Enjoy. This how they did it. Financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth two million. Two years later, that shit worth eight million. So, what's up, everyone? Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was an extremely awkward opening by myself and Ricky. We just kind of stared at each other blankly. (laughs) We're a little off today, but that's okay because we're going to have off days in life. Yeah, it's all good. And that's all we can do. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Hey, have you noticed that it's just hot as balls these last couple of days? That's why there's a fan in front of me. Yeah, there's a fan in front of me right now. It's hot. It is. It is pretty hot. Um, Global warming. (laughs) So so today's episode is going to talk about money. Mm. And um, last year sometime, we originally had this conversation. I don't know if you remember. I do. We did a whole setup here at the studio. It was here? Um, Yeah, it was a conversation between you, myself, and DJ Severe. About money? Yeah, it was about money. You don't remember? remember. I remember we we talked about money, but I can't remember it. Like, usually I'm pretty good at remembering details, and I just cannot. Yeah, so that's actually still up on my Instagram IGTV. So if you guys are interested and want to see what we were talking about then, um, <gasps> I do there. remember I was sitting on that side on the opposite. I, I think I do remember now. I actually thought it was on the other side. Okay, never mind. But anyway, 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 yes. Yeah. So it's there if you guys want to um, listen to it. I thought that we would, it would be a good idea to bring it back because I don't feel like there's ever enough conversations um, around money. That's the truth. And we could, there's always opportunity to talk about it and be real about it because I feel like half the time we're living a lie yep. because Instagram and social media and the things we want to portray to other people is very much status and what we're doing, which is not necessarily the way we live our lives every single day. And right? that's why I am excited to talk about all of that. Mm-hmm. But before that... Mm-hmm. Moments of rage. That's rage. That's rage. <laughs> I feel like every day this week I've had a moment of rage. Oh, no. Every day. So what was it for you today? <laughs> um, today was my beloved firstborn. Uh, he and I have kind of a rocky relationship. Yeah. And the last two years in particular have been very, very trying. And mm. I tell myself, like, all the time, like, I would rather raise toddlers full time, four toddlers full time, than to raise, not raise, but transition into 
relationships with yeah. older teenagers yeah. close to being adults. That's it's terrible. It's I hate it every yeah. minute of it. Um, and actually, it was about finances. Really, um, ironically, yeah. You know, teaching, uh, trying to teach him the disciplines of and and responsibilities of. Finances, right, and and how yeah. to take care of of what you have, how to build what you have. Mm. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of contention that exists between him and I about just again um, maybe the, your relationship in general. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just been really difficult. <laughs> and we had an exchange today that yeah. was very triggering for me. Yeah, and you know, got got out of hand, and I felt the immediate moment where like my blood was boiling yeah and i wanted to literally turn around and knock him out like i just wanted <laughs> to hit him like yeah maybe you'll shut the fuck up if i hit you right so hard right that you're going to just snap out yeah of this zone react. that you were in right yeah like let me taser you or something because this is not who you are this is not mm. how you talk to people mm -hmm. like I mean, I was just seeing red at that point. I didn't do it, obviously. Right. Because, but I, it, it, it just really. You feel like you're at your wit's end and you're just I am. And done. let me just say, it, it didn't happen like, just like that. I was patient. I, you know, talked around to try to understand him. And there was just, I was hitting a wall. Yeah. Just wall, 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 wall. Yeah. And I just lost it. And I was like, ah. And so, yeah, I saw, I saw no rage. coming back. I saw rain everywhere. Yeah, it was rough. And you know what? After that, we were able to talk through it. But yeah. still, like, I, you realize how vulnerable and how just... Like you're just there's a lot of healing that needs... Yeah. Yeah. A lot of healing that has to take place. Yeah, I think it'll take time. Um, you know, I just... I reflect on my relationship with my parents and them just trying to take me or tell me anything. And I was like, whoop. Don't tell me what to do and right. trying to act like I was so grown. But looking back and realizing like, man, I was a little shithead. I should just shut the fuck up. But we don't know that. And, we don't. And know? he and I are, are different. By the time I was his age, I, I already had two kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so it, we live very different lives. And yeah. so it, I, oftentimes I can't relate with him because that's, yeah. That's not the life I chose for myself at his age. And mm -hmm. so he can't relate to me because he's like, you're crazy. Like, you right. know. You don't know. You no. don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> but he's a lot like me in the way that we argue with each other and how cutthroat we are with one another, mm. which is, is um, you know, imagine arguing with yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. rough. Yeah. That's rough. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know if this helps. Like, it, it doesn't help that when... Like, I had a very rough relationship with my dad um, in, in the, uh, around that age, you know, tw in my early 20s. And I would just, like, I wouldn't get it. And I would just say, like, Dad, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Don't tell me anything. I know what I'm doing. And not, and not, and who would, was there to tell me, like, Look, just calm down or just try to see it through. Right. And it's interesting that you mentioned that. And because we are talking about money, it, mm -hmm. I'm so glad that this just popped into my head. So yeah. I remember actually being 20. I think I was, I think it was 20. Mm -hmm. Going to the, um, not Sam Ash. It was, I forgot what other, Guitar Center. I was going to Guitar Center with my dad. 
Yeah. Because the father of my children wanted to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go get him a guitar. So mm-hmm. my dad goes with me so that, you know, we, I can help, he can help me pick one out. And I remember um, I was going to apply to get this guitar. Yeah. And my dad says, well, how much does he make a year? How much do you make a year? Mm-hmm. And at the time, and this was 20 years ago, um, yeah. the father of my children made like 33000 a year. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. And I had a little job at Michael's, Montclair, right. barely getting yeah. by, you know. Yeah. And I remember him looking at me and telling me, you are not going to survive off of this. There is no way that you're going to. But he looked, it was so stern, that conversation. I remember yeah. it clearly, him telling me, like, if you want to raise children with this man. Right. And, and he's not going to do anything about increasing this income to support you and your children. Uh, then this is on you. And Ooh. I mean, we're, I'm at Guitar Center in tears. Like, I just oh wanted my, a guitar. Like, oh my God. what are you talking about, right? But ever since that day, yeah, that is when I knew and I accepted that it was going to be up to me yeah. for my family's financial well-being and growth. Yeah. It was a blessing and a curse because yeah. I kicked shit into gear real quick. Well, you had the moment of realization like, oh, fuck. Which and, is, and, some, and often it takes somebody like an outside perspective I know. In this case, it was my dad, which was strange because usually, typically, everything, anything my parents ever told me, I would do the opposite or what? You don't know what you're talking about. But in that moment, I, and I think because I knew also the father Uh of my children, like it wasn't going to get past that. Uh I knew that. So I'm like, oh man, like this is really on me. I got to do something. And it never became about how do I um, build on my credit or how do I save it was literally, how am I going to raise these two children that I just had? Right. Knowing that it was going to, you know. I, it's seeing clearly yeah. the income and the amount of support you're getting from um, the father of your children. And it was never point. a matter of, like I said, save up to buy a house. It was right. how do I just find a place to right. live to sustain. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And I think that, look, like I, I feel that. We should be able to, I think the earlier on we have conversations about finances and about money with our um, our children or our parents or just in our household, the easier it will be to have make a plan and and have a conversation about like, look, I'm fucking up right here about credit cards or I want to own a home or I want to invest in, I want to have my own business. I don't want to work for the man and blah, blah, blah. Like, well, I think that if we want those things for ourselves, we should be able to instill that into the younger people as soon as possible so that it's all easier somehow. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But speaking of which, we're still in moments of rage and you actually work in a financial institution. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) So tell me about (laughs) your moment of rage. Oh my goodness. So, so I work at a bank and, um, (laughs) I'm at work and we have new hires and you know they're doing their thing they're getting acquainted and they're figuring out their desk and the way that our department is set up because of social distancing we're all kind of awkwardly placed in in the building and in the room um, and so where I sit, I sit directly in front of an office 
kind of so if we're if we're looking here, um, so I sit in front of an office that has a window, and the new hire sits in there, and that window um, the blinds are always closed just because of it's kind of intrusive and privacy. Mm-hmm. So the person that <laughs> sat behind um, that office ha- always had them closed because they're facing the window and you can see out and then you could see all of me and all of my screens and all the bullshit that I'm doing on the computer. Right. And so I'm I'm thinking nothing of it until I hear all this and like this, these fucking blinds move over and I'm like, Oh my God, he's opening the windows. So I'm like texting my other coworker. I was like, did he open the blinds? Cause I didn't want to turn back to see. Wow. And sure enough, like this big open space all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh no, homeboy has got to close these blinds. There's just no way that I'm going to be comfortably sitting <laughs> doing my work while he's looking at me. Air straight, quotes, you know? doing my work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, let me tell you what I lo- why I love your moment of rage. Because I would have been that person opening up uh, the yeah. blinds, oh, opening yeah. up the windows, like, hey, everybody. Yeah. We're here together. I, I totally get that because I would have done it too. But because it's me being stared at. And I mean, he's lit- he literally has his computers in front of him. So he couldn't see me unless he got up to purposely look out. But you feel. But now I'm like, oh. This is so intrusive. Yeah, super intrusive. <laughs> You're not a like team it. player, Natalie? No. I was bothered. <laughs> I was bothered by all the work I have to do now. <laughs> Air quotes. Yes. Air quotes. Yes. But anyway, that was my moment of rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, should we transition into moments of love? Yeah. Yeah. What was yours? Mm. You had a good one. What was my... Oh, yes. So, my moment of love... Um, you know, I've had a I have had a pretty rough week. Um, just transitioning into being one cat less. And wait, hold on. Do you ever think we'll come on this show and be like, we had a really great week? Like every <laughs> yeah, time we come what? back, it's like we had such a rough week. I'll be shocked. I'll be <laughs> shooketh when it's all love in here. But you know, it, it, it's life, so that's okay. And um, yes, yeah, so I've been transitioning from being, you know, having. Duchess no more and um Mike came home and he brought me a pack of my favorite cannabis infused drinks and it was this like he just brought it casually and he's like oh I know you like these Natalie <laughs> you know I hope you enjoy and so we had we shared one together um wait so these night, get you so. drunk and high at the same time yeah it's a cannabis infused work? tonic really they're um the brand is called can c-a-n-n really good the one that he got me was a uh, lavender and lemon. lemon I think or I've lemongrass. seen this on your sister's Instagram. I yeah, it's I was delicious. Jelly. Everyone should try it. Okay, so so good. <laughs> like talk about if you want just a chill mellow night, can mm. a chill mellow night and the so Simpsons. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm with that. <laughs> yeah. So that was me. How about you? Um, I had a interesting Saturday night. We did a birthday Saturday party night. for, Ooh. what's his name, Bartley? Mr. Perlman? Ron mm. Perlman, a.k.a. Ron. Clay Morrow. Yeah. Ooh. Bartley's a dude right there. Yeah. And um, Edward James Olmos was there. So he's famously known for being in American Me and Stand and Deliver. Mm. 
But okay. I, he's near and dear to my heart because he, in 1997, he did the very first um, Latino book festival. In, oh, no uh, kidding. Yeah. In downtown LA. And so I would always go there. My dad would always take me there. And oh, I got yeah. a chance to just kind of tell little. him. It's okay. Uh-huh. I got a chance to tell him, hey, thanks for doing that. Because it was the first time I was surrounded by um, authors that were just from all over the world. That's like, and being able to awesome. see the diversity. Yeah, but I was tongue-tied, man. I acted like I was just, oh. I don't know how to talk to celebrities. That is not you my thing. So, you were starstruck for sure. I was starstruck. And oh, I was like, no. go over there, go. I was like, no. Oh, my gosh. I was just sure. really, yeah. Floored. So that, and then there was a part in the evening, there were some burlesque dancers that were there. Okay. And Bartley and I were talking about a song to play. I was thinking about Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Well, no, well, they, they had asked for an upbeat swing song. Uh-huh. Ah. And so we pulled up that, but I wanted to use the original one from the Aristocats. Oh. <laughs> and we ended up downloading the wrong song. Oh, my god. And gosh. I wanted to die. First of all, because DJ Severe <laughs> waited for like, it's like nine seconds into the song and he's uploading. I'm like, no, no, no. Just don't do this, right? Yeah. But it. I wanted to die in that moment oh when I realized this is not the song, but it yeah. ended up working out perfectly. Really? So it was really nice to see immediate fear turn into like, oh, ah. thank God that this worked because this could have been a shit oh, show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. And then my last moment of love. I just realized I had a lot of moments in love. Yeah. So last good. night I started a five-minute um, journal. Nice. Where you, um, they asked you, actually not last night, but this morning. Yeah. They ask you questions in the morning and then at night you fill it out. But one of the things is like, what do you want to accomplish today? And all I said was, I just want to laugh today. <laughs> Like, just oh. let me just get a good laugh. How did you get a good laugh? Like, I got the good laugh and I got it moments before this stupid podcast. This is a, this is it, right, Barley? This is the song that we played that just blew up, almost blew up in our faces. The only cat Hold on. Who knows where <laughs> oh, yeah, that song. Is picking up on like, that it. Oh, they had a great... As you dance. can tell, it's not upbeat and it's not the original. Right. Yeah. But they flowed with it. It was like... Well, the end did end up being original, like, not original, but like more upbeat. Super. Yeah, I'll, I'll play the end. Yeah. Huh. They had a great time. That was oh, the end. yeah. They were great dancers. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that they all had great legs. Guys. But right before we came in here, I got a notification. And this is my sense of humor for you, okay? <laughs> I got a notification on my phone, Twitter, KTLA 5 News. Uh. Officials are closing some areas of. On the South Shore Lake of Lake Tahoe after some chipmunks tested positive for plague. That shit drives me wild because I am mad. Like, we're talking about the plague in chipmunks in Lake Tahoe. No. But they refer to it as the plague? The plague. I screenshot it because I didn't believe it. But like not COVID, just the plague. At first I thought it said COVID. And then, nope, tested positive for plague. What's the difference? I have no clue. Well, I guess. I'm not a scientist. But so they have a plague. She cracked me up, and I was laughing uncontrollably. I didn't who, know who who got happen. the idea to actually grab a chipmunk and test for plague. <laughs> this is yeah, why I well, laugh. Wrong with it. That's why I laugh because I'm like, who does? How would you even know? Yeah. How would you even know? Like, it's oh like, look, whoa, chipmunk? That chipmunk, this chipmunk looks plaguey. That chipmunk look at that looks kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, Maybe we should test him for plague. Because there's all like plenty of. Squirrels in my neighborhood, where I'm like, oh, have who's you seen go a chipmunk? Have you seen a real chipmunk? No, only on only on the only Instagram. Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. No. Oh my God! Do you know who they are? Yeah. The oh, thank God. The, the, the chipmunks. Eggs. Alvin, Simon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Theodore. Yeah. Yeah. Do 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I know, but I don't know. My first chipmunk that I ever saw was in Washington, D.C. And the second chipmunk that I saw was just recently up in um, Seattle. Oh, shit. They're cute. They're small. Yep. Like a squirrel. And stripey. And plaguey. <laughs> They're plaguey yeah, now. Plagues. Huh. Well, I hope they feel better. Yep. <laughs> anyway. I hope Moving along. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What else do we got? Um, I think that's it. That's it, huh? Yeah. Well, then, now let's, let's talk about... Oh, is that Alvin and the Chipmunks? Is that Alvin and the Chipmunks? It is. I think Alvin and the Chipmunks must have come out when I was... I was really young. Must have been like five or something when I was... Theodore was... Okay, so, I mean, obviously I was... Alvin was cool. But I really connected with Theodore. I just loved his tubbiness. He was so cute. I would date Theodore. I'm down to date Theodore. Uh Alvin and the Chick... Oh my gosh, they came out in 1958? What? Yeah. Yeah, they're super old. Holy oh, moly. They're they timeless. They come out with, with like different versions of them along the yeah. way. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. All right. Okay. Well, Alvin and the Chipmunks, y'all. So moving along, let's talk about the money. I like board and jets. I like more than mm. sex. But nothing in this mm. world that I like more than checks. Money. All I really want to see is the money. I don't really need a D any the money. All a bad bitch need is the money. Love. I got pants in the coop. So, so we're going to get into some money and I guess I want to get all up and personal and talk about the funk about this because it's important and I don't want to rush it and I want to get all into your finances and, you know, you're going R. Kelly on me right now. Let's it all out there for everyone to know our business kind of a thing. Um, so let me ask you this, Ricky Lee, what is your personal relationship with money? We're like distant lovers. Mm. Distant lovers. Like, you know, I need it. I love it. I want it. But it's so far away. Yeah. Distant lovers. Yeah. But I mean, I've learned yeah. After I had a I had a scary divorce and it left like a lot of debt. Ooh. Yeah. Have you been able to clear it since or are you still working on it? Um I've cleared a lot of it up. It was a like credit card debt or just that like, he and I had mutually, yes. Mm, that he refused so to pay his portion of. Oh fuck. So yeah, I was in a bad place. But that makes um me it nervous. took me it took me some time to kind of slowly chip away at it because again I was still raising my family on my own. Yeah. So that was tricky as hell. Yeah. But once I realized, like, all right, what is it that I like to do and how do I live within my means, right? So I knew that I like to travel and I knew that I like to take the kids out. So for their birthdays, instead of, like, having birthday parties or anything like mm-hmm. that, I would take them to go see their favorite artist in concert. Yeah. Wherever that artist was. Yeah. And then we would travel there just by ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, me That's and that, cool. me like and that. the said kid. Right, mm-hmm. we'd go. I took Tito to go like your see one on one. Yeah, I took Tito to go see Logic. Mm-hmm. Um, Alina and I flew out to Arizona to see Kehlani, mm-hmm. and then me and I are gonna go see Russ. But nice. I like to do that, and I wanted 
so if I didn't have this big luxurious house and I just had a small living quarters, yeah, and I knew that it was within my means, I can afford to live there, pay rent, pay my car, pay my insurance, all my bills, mm-hmm. and then have money to put in savings, and then not any significant like huge chunks of it, right? But still be able to take my kids out mm-hmm. and me be able to go. I love going out and I love traveling. Yeah, and that's what I. It's like where do where did I want to put my money? Mm-hmm. But that was also after, like. I've never purchased a home. Right. I was so close to purchasing a home one time. And I remember reading Michelle Obama's book. Becoming. And she says, yeah, Becoming. And she says that her parents at that point made a decision that they would invest in their children and not necessarily in purchasing a house because they knew that investing in their children was going to allow their children to grow and provide bigger opportunities for everybody. Yeah. It was a wise choice. Yeah. But it was reward. The, the accepting part that... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the well, reality of I may not be able to afford it and being okay with that. Right. So then I was like, all right, do I, as a single parent, like work to pay off my debt, hurry up and save up to buy a house that I mm. may or may not end up getting and then miss out on actually on living life? life with my kid? Yeah, it was a real complex thing for me. But at the time that I was making those choices, it worked out and it was fine. Yeah. And I was in a good financial place, good. It was, it was all good. Like it was no. No, nothing. No regrets. No, no regrets. None whatsoever. Now, like five years later, I was able to, I had a really good job, good income, and then invest in a opening up a business, yeah. investing in the studio, just all of those things yeah. in the things that I actually love and wanted to do for Yourself. myself and my future. So I've noticed that throughout the period of my life, there's, there's been different mm-hmm. relationships with money. It changes. Mm-hmm. Changes. Yeah. And I have to say that, I think there's so much pressure around having to own a home. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think today, like right now in its current state, I feel like it's, and this is just my personal opinion. Y'all can think whatever you want. But I think it's very unrealistic to say, like, I'm going to own a home. And just knowing that with, with my current situation, I look at it like, I can't afford to buy. I'll be house poor. All I will be able house to poor? afford is oh, a house. Is a house. And Especially in California. Yeah, man. And, and then I think about like property taxes and maintenance. Because it's not just like, and granted, if you're going to buy a new, like a new just built home, then that's something else. But um, coming, uh, purchasing a home comes with the maintenance, you know, fixing a roof, the pipes. The landscaping, the paint, um, the furnishings, all of the that plumbing. Stuff. And God yeah. forbid you live in a place where you have HOA fees. Exactly. And when we get sold the idea of purchasing a home, that thought, that's an afterthought, all of those things. Right. And I think that we have to become more okay with purchasing a home being maybe some, some, somewhere further down the road. Or maybe something we don't even have to purchase for ourselves. I hate that we put all this pressure of, and maybe this is me just trying to tell everyone, like, stop telling me to buy a house. I don't, I don't need to. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because it, what if my goals are to live in another country or other countries? I've always wanted state. to live abroad. You always. know what I mean? Always. And what would keep me from doing that 
or us, right, would be the purchase of a home because now all of our money. Yes and no, because if you're really on top of it, right, you can have yeah. homes all over the world and people right. like managing them and renting yeah. them out and fucking. I've been wanting to. We talked about this. What Getting kind of an income Airbnb? streams do you have, Ricky? Like, <laughs> right, none. Right. And, and yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's that's a lovely idea, but right. I mean, if unless you're a million, a multimillionaire, then yeah, you could pull that off. But the average Joes in this world don't have. And you know what? I disagree with that. Like that. I'm gonna tell you why. Before I left Autos, there was a young cat that worked there. I think he still works there. His name is Jay, youngster, right? So he. Rents his car out. Okay, so he has a full-time job. Yeah. At autos, right? Then he rents his car out on an app mm-hmm. that you could rent his vehicle. Mm-hmm. So if you fly in instead of going the traditional car Burn. rental place, you go on an app, you rent his car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then he rented a property, I think, in like North Carolina in some apartments. Mm-hmm. He has a friend who lives out there, but he's paying rent out there and he airbnb's and air whatever airbnb's yeah he yeah. rents it out he has multi and then he has his own business renting out screens like for movies nice he has multiple streams of incomes now he's gonna buy another car because now he can rent out another car yeah yeah and that's how you start now i don't i think he does have a kid i think he i think he's he's in a relationship with okay, well, kid. Just I was he has a kid and I'm looking at him like, I don't even think he's 30 yet. Yeah. And it's a good, like, I think that there are people that have it. Yes, that's You know true. what I mean? Like, have it in them to hustle and grind and and understand what it takes to build something and make it, make a profit and use right. that profit to continue to, Correct. to build other things, to have multiple streams of income. But damn it, I can barely get the fucking paycheck from my job. Pay <laughs> enough for my bills. And then I'm like, okay, now let me just splurge on all the bullshit that I don't need because I am not disciplined. I think discipline is the biggest thing Yeah. when it comes down to it. Because, yeah, you know, it's hard and, it's, and we can say and sit here and what I've just said is that it's unrealistic to try to buy a home. But is it or is it that my lack of discipline doesn't allow me to purchase this at home? I would definitely say it's a lack of discipline in all things that we do. In whatever it is that we want to achieve. If we do or we don't achieve it, it's because we just didn't Mm -hmm. have the discipline to do it. Mm Because anything is possible. I think so. To Um, a point. To a point. I I agree and I disagree. Because have you seen how much houses are in California? Hell yeah, they're not fucking expensive. Like. Dirt shacks thousand? are like six hundred grand. Like yeah. you, you can't afford that on a on a normal person's salary. No, but you could relocate to Texas. Okay, and then you got to find a job that's not going to pay you as well as it does in California. It's hot in Texas. I wouldn't. I mean, it's hot here though. California. Like yeah, is you hot make you make you make better money in California, but everything is more expensive. Have you seen what gas prices are now? Oh my god, that's Almost why. And bucks, thank God, I, I'm allowed the opportunity to work remotely. Yeah. Because I had to think about a. I'm almost done paying my car. I just need like eight more months. Oh, good for you. And then, but gas, like you're saying, parking garages in downtown LA. Oh, I'm sure they're through the roof right and now. And then gas, it's freaking. I'm like, oh, so I get Insurance, to work from home. Like all that. Yeah, yeah. thank God. It's because all it's more like, expensive in California. Mm, no, thank you. Have you talked to your insurance to lower your rate? No. You should call them. Why? Call them and They're ask. just going to lower it? Because you're not commuting. You don't use your car as much. So lower your, your, 
your insurance premium. But then the thing is, well, okay, yeah, you're right. Just do it. I will. Trust okay. me. Just I trust it. you. Just trust give them a call. me. And you should put in, you know, um, just a little, what was I going to say? A little um, side note. A little tip. Um, Tips and tricks. Call your insurance every, you know, year or two and see what, if they have any better rates. And if they don't, I'm sure another insurance company so can change it up. something. Yeah. Insurance okay. people are scam artists. Hell yeah. So are veterinarians. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Dude. <laughs> Who's worse? $400 after I had to put Duchess down. Oh, you Are know, you kidding me? Mm-hmm, the exam, the ashes, the, the fucking everything. It was 400 bucks. Oh, God. Talk about things we do with our money. So, um, yeah. That's why you don't have a house now. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Because you're over that here exactly taking it. care of your pets. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. You're right. I don't have a house because I have four yeah. cats. Yep. Two dogs. Yeah, yeah. Lizards, I don't know. <laughs> there's there's the a whole lizard shebang. in room. Yeah. Um, but anyway, where, where are we going with this? We um, actually conducted a survey. We did. We, we did. did. And we asked our followers... What is something you wish you would have learned about money? And so here were the, the responses. The overwhelming response was definitely how to invest your money. And then knowing when to take financial risks. Um, how to not get taken by student loans, mm. life insurance, mm. retirement options, mm-hmm. and taxes as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think we should dive into a couple of these. Um, I feel that, yes, the overwhelming response is um, how to invest. It, that's my question or my wish, too, is that I wish somebody and even myself or that I would have been mentored and told, hey, like, put your money here, learn how to read the stock market, um, that kind of thing, because it would have been a lot easier on my life um the student loans i would have taken out how fast i would have paid them off all of that all of those things um did you hear i missed one uh one thing that somebody said um that it really is an important thing for some people money that money really is an important thing for some people even over their own family yeah i think that's absolutely true i feel that when it comes to money, people get greedy and will choose money over family. It's an addiction. Mm. People are addicted to money and what money can buy and what money can do for you. Well, you yeah. know what? Money can't buy me love. Name that song. Can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. Bartley um, and Lanier's favorite band. The, the <laughs> low-hanging fruit of the Beatles? The genesis of low-hanging fruit, the Beatles. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you believe that money can buy you happiness? I had a really good conversation with um, my Uncle Sergio's wife, Deborah, mm. one time about this. And um, she believes that money can buy you happiness, that yeah. money really can make a difference. Yeah. Money can impact something. Where my Uncle Sergio's response was, no, it can't. They were both right. Yeah. And I agreed with both, both of, of them. them. Mm-hmm. I agreed with both of them, you know, because you can have all kinds of materialistic things. Money can buy you opportunities. It can. And it gave us an opportunity because within that conversation with my uncle Sergio and, and mm. Deborah came 
All right, Ricky. Well, you so you guys don't need anything. Nothing, nothing could help you. If we gave you funds for something in the studio, you're gonna. It's not gonna make a difference. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're yeah, right. It would. It yeah. Would. No, you're right. It would. It would be a big right? load off. And so um, he donated some funds to the studio, and it was great. And not just for making that point, but because he believed in what what they believed in what, what we were, we're doing. doing here. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I 100 percent believe that that happens but it's probably in the way i think that the that the saying uh, money can buy can or can't buy you happiness really does depend on the person utilizing those funds and right. their beliefs and how they grew up with money you know right. what i mean right because like right now i'm i'm i don't have i don't have my own space anymore right i'm living here at my mm. mom's house yeah and it's rough and at the same time where i'm like man I wish I had my own space. Yeah. I kind of have, I backpedal and I'm like, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Especially with everything that we just talked about. Um, just inflation, you know, gas prices, home prices, insurance, la la la. It's expensive. It is expensive, right? And what I have learned is that for me, space is important. Like, I, I, mm -hmm. I need it. Yeah. I enjoy it. It inspires yeah. me to have my own space. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I don't want to cook here. Right. I have no desire to do homey things here because it's not necessarily my home, right? But then I tell myself, look outside the beautiful garden that you have. Yeah. Listen to the birds. Open the, the door in the morning. Look at your comforter. Look at the material things that you do have around you. Right. Your plants that you enjoy looking at. Right. And feel their their benefit. It comes down to um, being grateful for what you do have. Correct. Being grateful. I have a home because mm -hmm. I, I could be in a completely different position right now where yeah. I don't have a home and I yeah. don't have, or I do, but it's not the greatest living condition. Right. A lot of people are suffering right now because of, you know, it. It's terrible. So that's why, like, yeah, yes. And then I think, dang, but if I did have, like, all the money in the world, like, what would I do? And yeah. it's the funniest thing because it would literally be grass. There's a specific type of grass that oh. I would want. <laughs> Oprah has this type of grass. How do you know? Because I follow Oprah and I just like... You scoped out her grass she or what? She did a little, a little Instagram story on her grass. She did? I believe the name of the grass is called Baby Tears. Which huh. afterwards I'm like, oh, that's a okay. grotesque All name right. for grass that you're stepping on. Yeah. <laughs> but the Baby Tears is just like a fluff of grass. Oh, and I'm I like, I would like that. I want that luxurious <laughs> grass. Like, huh, don't give me a big house. How do I get baby tears in my backyard? We have to invest in that, Let's right? See what, what that gets I googled us. it. I tried, but hmm. anyways, baby tears, okay. baby tears. All right. Um, something else here. Um, what was it? The student loans. How how to not get taken by student loans? You know. Uh, of course, we all know there's a student loan debt crisis here and everyone is in this shithole of not being able to pay off their loans, me included. And um, I've been paying on my loans for the last 10 years and the balance is still the same. Oh, God. Okay, but so you went to school traditionally, right? Meaning, yes, okay. like four-year college. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I chose to do school a little bit differently and later on in life. Mm -hmm. And I only wanted to take the classes that I wanted to learn about and take. Fuck yeah. math. Right. Although math is important when right. understanding numbers and finances. Yeah. But I wanted to study communication. 
And mm -hmm. so I dove into all the classes that I knew that I had to take and that I was curious about and wanted to learn about. Right. And then I would just budget for those classes that I could afford at the time, get them done, and then continuously do that. And not feel like I was taking this buffet of courses that yeah. I may or may not need to end up using. I was very selective about what I wanted to learn. What made you go down that path? Age and the fact that I didn't make these choices before. So I think, so, I, so I'm assuming that, you know, because you had your kids younger too, yep. you didn't go to school right away. Exactly. You went later. No, later. Okay, okay, okay. I, I went that. later in my life where I, I was that. like, I'm going to pick and choose what I want to study. You see, and... Um, and how, and be in control of that. Right. And not go into extraordinary debt. Right. Which, don't right. get me wrong, like, I had my regrets, like, oh, I should have gone to college, and I should have done all of this. And that's why I tried to tell my kids, all right, cool, you want to go to college? Cool. But be mindful. Right. Be mindful of the debt. Because pick and choose what you want to dive into and explore, because you don't know mm -hmm. that you're investing in this education in this particular subject. And I've seen it so many times with co-workers, friends, family who yeah. study one thing, right? And they come out and they're like, mm. yeah, the, me included. My bad. Um, and, and that's something that I would have, you know, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would tell, I would say like, don't go to school right away. Why did you do that? Because it's, a, there's the societal pressure, right? You got to go do this. You got to get out. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got to graduate. You got to go to school. You got to yeah. find a man. You got to get married. You got to do this. That's what it is. Right. And that's, that's the exact path I took thinking that that was the right thing to do and because that's what you get sold you know graduate high school um go to a good college graduate from there get your job that way you can pay off your debt so um, let me ask you this you who did things traditionally and me who did not do them traditionally what advice would you give to these students that are graduating high school i would say Unless you're already sure that you want to be either the doctor or the lawyer or whatever it is where you're opening up bodies, then yeah, go to go to school right away. But if one, you don't know what you want to do in your life, or two, you don't have the money to do this right out of high school, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah. You can cool. wait. Take your time. And wait because you're going to change your mind and you'll probably change your mind 20 times after. Um, when I graduated high school, I wanted to, well, I started college wanting, majoring, I'm sorry, in um, child development and education. And then I took that class and I was like, oh God, I hate kids. Ew. <laughs> no! Yeah, I was, but I was young and immature and I was like, ew, stinks in here. Because we did like, I did like a kinder care thing. Oh, it was That's too much. hilarious. It was too much. And so then, I changed it to um, to criminal justice, and once I finished criminal justice, or once I realized that that wasn't for me, I was already too deep in, and I would have might as well graduated with that degree. And so now I have that degree, and I'm like, uh, I, I feel know. like people that do like criminal justice mm -hmm. are like people like, well, but I can make a lot of money doing this. Ah, uh, yeah. I could be a correctional officer or a you probation know? officer and do this. It's like yeah. this, this is your out. Yeah. This is your out. Yeah, and so so my out or my realization was that I wanted to be the um, <laughs> I wanted to be an investigator, but I didn't want to 
do everything to get to that role. I thought that I could just graduate and then like I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be a criminal investigator. You're good. You know what I used and to be? And then after I couldn't, I was like, oh, with the show um, God, what is it? Not criminal. Not criminal minds. Oh, Law and Order SVU. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. so obsessed with that yeah. show. Mm-hmm. But what was the name? There was a female investigator. She mm-hmm. was like the lead. I was like, oh. The Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson. Yeah. I look, you have a crush on Olivia Benson. Mm-hmm. I love her pantsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That's another thing. I'm pretty sure like movies and TV has, has a lot of influence on our lives. Yeah. You know, to do these things. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I have to uh, recommend a documentary about um, women in the in the film industry. It's on Netflix. I'll have to bring it up. But I thought it was really good. It reminded me of you and Jess because we've had conversations. <laughs> when, when when my brother told me that Natalie was studying criminal justice, did you think about that? I heard this song every time I would see it. Be like, <laughs> and you know what? I don't. I think I've caught one episode of Law and Order in my life. Okay. That's fine. I, I don't even watch shows like that. But my mom, yeah. I would come home and my mom would be watching. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm binging on Law and I was like, this is so dumb. And then she's like, sit down and watch one with me. And that was it. It just took one time oh my God. for me to watch one episode with my mom. And that's, I would do laundry and Law and Order. Is- <laughs> and that's a long running show, isn't it? It's fucking been around for like 30 years. God knows yeah. how long. You should watch it though. <laughs> well, I probably won't. But- I won't buy you a pantsuit for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Uh, I need one. Need to work you could be, so you could be, be Olivia Benson for Halloween. Oh. Is she blonde? No, but there is a blonde on the show. I think I'm confusing. Oh my god, it's so good. But so that's that. Uh, <laughs> I love my life right now. Thank you for making me laugh. <laughs> that's all I wanted to do today was laugh. I'm glad I can do that for you. So another big one that I'm so embarrassed, but we have to bring it up because it's only fair and. We always talk about how honest we are and it's how only raw real. and real we are on this podcast. So <laughs> I get to the studio and and I'm talking I'm talking to my mother-in-law. Oh hey, um, I have something for you. Okay. So um so we get all of the mail bills and stuff like that for for the business here at this address. <laughs> And um, <laughs> we're trying to work on the outline for this podcast. We're talking about money and this, that, and the other. Yeah. We're deep into it. Yeah. And then um, she's like, okay, you know, here's here's the bills and stuff. I'm like, okay. So I'm going through it. <laughs> she and turns then, pale. And then out comes the IRS. And I'm like, fuck. But I had received one for my personal just about like, because there was a delay in, in tax returns and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that this one would be that for the business. And then it says, wait, hold on. No, you tell me. Do you want the bad news or the good news? Yeah. And I say, give me the bad news first. She's like, well, there's no good news. It's all bad. Yeah. Yeah. So so then the letter reads, "Um, there's a penalty on (laughs) on your taxes because you paid late. You owe $1,600. I'm like, fuck. And then... Moment of rage for both of us. Right. And so I tell Ricky that. And she's like, oh, okay, well, that's not too bad. And I'm like, well, it gets worse. (laughs) It's due today. (laughs) The deadline is today. And you can pay it by 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 o'clock 
California time. So basically, we're just royally fucked. And I'm like, you know what? Just forget it. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, what else could we do at that point? Right. And that's Wasn't it past 5 o'clock when you guys were in there doing that? I don't know. Because I think I remember, like, you guys went in there. It was... It was, it was way past five. Yeah, so um, you guys were already past the deadline. Yeah, we, were, yeah, we, we were, were way done. past it. So we at that done. point, it's just like we just got to, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to call the IRS and see what we can do or whatever. Pray but that's us, the thing everybody. about, you know, somebody, the, the survey, um, somebody said, you know, I wish that I wouldn't, I would have known about taxes as an entrepreneur. Right. Which is very real for Ricky and I as we're trying to do yep. this is that. Well, the fucking deadline was like six months ago, and <laughs> we didn't pay it on time, but we didn't know. We had a lot going on. Damn it. It was a lot going on. But, I mean, what are we going to do? Isn't there a with? saint we can pray to for money? Who's the patron saint so. of money? I think so. I think there's even like a, there's probably a, like a candle or um, an affirmation we can, money's going to fall out of the sky and we're going to pay this. You watch. So, <laughs> one watch next year we're gonna be talking about this episode yeah and it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine it's not gonna be a big deal we're gonna laugh at it we're gonna say hi remember when it's gonna be okay or it's gonna be worse (laughs) i don't i hope it i hope it no i hope it doesn't get worse because if let's say it's It's only gonna get better let's say it's worse next year right okay but then like as soon as it gets worse within months it gets extraordinarily better you just never know yeah and that's that's just it you know what? There's a gentleman, um, BJ Sims. He just recently, I, I, I meant to register for his class. PJ Sims? BJ. Oh, Bravo. BJ. Johnson. Okay. Um, and his series was going to be about lust. Oh. And about how we lust for things. Mm, like, yeah. not just women, but like material, material things, things and how lust really kind of makes everything go astray if we're not disciplined on how to harness that lust. I gotta find it. Yeah, that would be, that would be it was good. an interesting perspective on it. Yeah, so. that would be interesting. Um, yeah, and I just gotta say, like, I have a very toxic relationship with money. One day I'm like, I got my shit together. Fuck money. I don't need it no more. I'm paying off my debts. And then a couple weeks later, I'm like, fuck what I said. I need the new shoes. And I, I want that, the new car. I, okay, let me tell you. I love that you you say that because it's a very real thing. Yeah. I come from growing up where my parents would pay for everybody, everything all the time. Oh, we got it. We got it. We'll pay for everybody. Yeah. That's what I grew up being around. So guess what habit I have? That I you got wanna... you. Let me pay for everybody. Which let is Let me unrealistic. pay for this all the time. You can't. You can't do that. No. But that's what I had in front of me. Yeah. That's what I saw. So for me, one minute I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm not going to offer to pay for everything. Right. Let me do my cut. Right. Right. And then it's like, no. Yeah, you have to You have to understand and you have to be okay with knowing how to say no and how to see yourself out of, you know, events or things that you can't afford to do. And I think right now, like, Coachella is a big thing to go to. You know, the, the music festivals. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be in. But that also comes with, like... I would never do a music festival like that. I would never pay that much money to go to a music festival like that and be in a swarm and right? a pool of people. 
I want to go to Coachella. You do? Yeah, I really do. Like that's my like I, that's on my bucket list. I want to go to Coachella. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You look differently. <laughs> but well, give me an intimate setting with an artist. Yeah. Well, I mean that too. But I do want to do. Um, I do want to do Coachella. Why? Hopefully, I can do. What that is soon. the point? The experience of what being around thousands of sweaty people. I want to see Beyonce. Oh yeah. That was good. Her that homecoming good. on Netflix. That, was good. that shit was fucking amazing. I wish I would have been right there. Guess what? Saw it on Netflix though. Yeah, that's true. Saved Saw it on Netflix. A thousand bucks. On surround sound. Yeah, that's true. And that's the thing, right? It's like, okay, so let's say for example, we go to Coachella. But Wait, not, have you been to a music festival? Uh, no, I've been to a rave. But that's different. It's different. Okay, so Same Coachella would be the one that you want to go to. Yeah. Okay, have I been it. to a music festival? I have no, I haven't. I haven't. So I've yeah. only been to one. Oh, you have? Yeah, the Roots Picnic in uh, Philly. Oh, that's And cool. I went that only cool? because... Yeah, and it wasn't like... And it wasn't a crap ton of people. Okay. But I wanted to go see Solange. Oh, Beyonce's yeah. sisters. Yeah. It was an incredible show. I saw I got to thing. almost touch her. I would have wanted to touch her. That's <laughs> weird. But <laughs> Let me touch your hand and but, get your energy. But now imagine, right? Like, we go to Coachella, and not only are we spending the money on this music festival, but we're also spending the money on the food on the alcohol, on the outfits, on the several outfits And then where you wear, stay. Where we stay, the drive there, yep. the drive back. Yep. The hangover pills. You. The drugs that you purchase. there's all hangover pills? Uh, I mean, I could imagine there's an IV or something that you insert into yourself so that you can feel better. But all of this is expensive, so it isn't just about like, oh, I'm just going to go here. No, it, it ends up racking up on your credit card. Mm. Um... So I don't know. Those are the things that that's something that I want to do for myself once I pay off all the debt that I'm in. Okay. Don't invite me unless Beyonce is going to be there. Okay. No. What if she is there? Because she's likely to be. Well, she was already there. And that was she ain't going to do it again. Yeah, she probably won't. I wouldn't blame her. She doesn't need to. Um, but I, I, I think it's worth mentioning here. Um, the so. So, you know, Mike and I are newlyweds, and one of the big topics um, around my house lately is our credit card debt. Mm. And I've paid, look, and you see this is the shit about discipline, right? I've paid my credit cards off completely a few years ago, and I've said, never again. I'm never touching this again. I'm going to be debt-free, and I don't want to look back. Well, you know, I wasn't that disciplined, and here I am charging up my credit card, charging up my credit card. Mm. So now, you know, Mike and I, we're trying to figure out, like, how to do our finances together, and I know we've mentioned it in prior um, podcasts. You don't do it together? Currently, we do not do it together. Like, we don't have joint accounts Got together. It. Right. But I want to get to that point, and that has actually been the But while still having your own separate account? So let me, so let me get there. So what I was pitching to Mike was, first of all, I want to be completely debt-free. I don't want to have credit card payments. I don't want to have student loan payments. I don't want to have car payments. I don't want any of that, right? And obviously, we still have um, all of our monthly utilities, rent, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm trying to tell Mike, like, okay, how are we going to do this? But it's such an awkward conversation to have with your partner about money and I don't know if anyone else feels this way but I think when it comes down to like 
Hey, this is how much credit card debt I have. It's it's almost embarrassing. I'm almost em embarrassed, but then I felt better when Mike had more credit card debt than me. Then I was like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> Wait, I'm surprised you didn't have this conversation before you got married. I, felt I would like, have. I felt like my wife and I should have had that conversation before we got married. Mm. And you see, and that's the shit. Like, I wouldn't know to have a conversation prior. You know what I mean? And I didn't have a whole lot of, of debt. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting her to be in the same boat, but she wasn't. So, I mean, yeah. what is that going to do? Alter your decision to marry that person? Be like, no, you know what? I'm not going to marry you because you have way too much debt. No, but it's it's something that needs to be brought up. Because I right. because now that when, once you get married, that debt is yours too. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. so, and when you get divorced, that debt is yours too. Exactly. <laughs> so I took on a lot of debt right. from having almost none. Damn. I, we had her student loans, like car mm -hmm. payments, all this stuff. And mm -hmm. it doesn't change my feelings for her, obviously. But it's it's like, I wish I would have known that before we got married. Right. I got, I got you. Um, And Mike definitely knew about my student loan debt situation. I was like, listen, I have $35,000 in student loan, don't, blah, 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 student loan debt yeah. that I can't seem to clear because the interest rates are fucking high as hell. I feel like he could negotiate something for you, though. You know, we... Tell him to put his skills to the test. He's tried, and it actually... <laughs> it, it didn't go well. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to get into that one, because that one was just like, what the fuck, Mike? But... Um, so, so here we are. Like, okay, you know, I have this debt. You have this debt. And now we're kind of staring at each other like, are we going to combine accounts now? Right. Am I not going to have my own independent account? Because it's kind of like, and I'm, you know, and both Mike and myself are very independent people. And we like to do things on our own. And that's just the way we've grown and shit like that. And so I proposed to him this. I was like, listen, let's have an account where we put money in to pay off all of our monthly shit. Our right. rent, utilities, right. mutual groceries, da, 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 da. We'll have an account for that. We'll have another account that goes into all of the debt pay down. So credit cards, student loans, auto loans, blah, blah, blah. We'll put that there in another account. And then in our third account, which then like saying it out loud sounds like a lot of accounts. But our third account would be the one, okay, this is our quote unquote allowance account. This is where, you know, if you need to get your hair done, if you need to get your money petty, if you need to buy a gift, if you need to buy this, that, if you want to go out with whoever. But all of it together. Yeah. No, separate. Oh, okay. Separate. That part is separate. Uh-huh. And I think that that would be fair. We okay. haven't um, finalized anything, but this is, this is what we're going through. This is what we're talking about. So I guess, I mean, it might work. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm with that. I'm with it, too. I think that um, it's definitely a hard conversation in that we've been talking about this for the last three months, and we've yet to, like, okay, we're going to do it. You know, because... That's a big step. You know step. what? I don't... It is a big step. I've been... I haven't had to share money or accounts with anyone in the last... Yeah, like, it's 12 hard. years, so I wouldn't even... I don't know. It's tricky. It is tricky. It's hard, and it kind of opens up this, like, we share money? That's my money. But if you know it's how to ours. share money together and grow yeah. it together, then anything is possible. But yeah. be smart about it. Right. And you don't think, and I think about that all the time. Like, okay, I... Put my money somewhere with someone and here we go. Yeah. But it's it's doing anything, doing anything on your own here is tough. It's psychological. So psychological um, warfare. So yeah, so that's that's it. And um I mean what else do we have? What else are we trying to cover? We have here, the but? fact that anybody wants 
actual financial plans to reduce and remove debt from their lives. Yes, yes, yes. You gotta DM Natalie. Natalie's put together Please. some great programs and some that she's shared with me. So slide in her DMs if you need any help. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like having a community and a people to do it with is easier than to do it alone. And Absolutely. to kind of just conversate and have that dialogue about like, oh look, we're doing it like this or I'm having a hard time here. I think it's just it's good to at least have conversation about money with other people. So So that's that. Tell um, the people what they should read. Oh yeah. So Book worth reading would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Broke Millennial Takes on Investing by Erin Laurie. She's an actual millennial and this book is actually really easy to read. So I do recommend I wonder if she's related to the Laurie family, the seasoning people. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Um... Women and Woman with Money by Jean Chatsky. I like that Woman with Money one too because that one gives a little bit of everything where um, she talks about our relationship with money when, you know, as, as a young person and what was the dialogue around the household with money, how money, um, how women deal with money um, as it relates to investing um, how it relates to when it comes down to um, investing and owning property. And also, um, what was the last thing that I thought was really important? Um, the When it comes down to taking care of um, your parents. Ooh. Yeah, she has a section about that. So That's an important one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to talk about that one day. Yeah, we'll I would to, like to, we'll have to pull that, that one up. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, I think... You know, read those if you have money problems, if you want to have money conversations. We're here for it. And um, don't let society pressure you to buy the Gucci purse and the fucking $800 shoes we can't afford. I was literally daydreaming about a pair of $800 shoes this weekend when we were doing this show. Ron Perlman's uh, soon-to-be wife. I loved her shoes. And Bartley and I looked them up. They're like, what, like 800 bucks? Yeah, yeah she was like, "Oh, they're from Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Choo. Choo's, Jimmy Choo's." Oh, yeah. And so I, I immediately went on on the website. I was like, "Here, Ricky, you could buy them for like seven hundred fifty dollars." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> expensive, and and it doesn't help like shows like Sex in the City where Sarah Jessica Parker is wearing Jimmy Choo's and Manolo Blancs and Manolo whatever Blanc. yep. or whatever they're called. I don't know. I so, want those shoes, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna pay seven fifty. I'm gonna go to the swap meet. And it's and it's one of those things like we think You're we can afford them. You're never gonna find them at but. the swap meet, though. Well, you'll buy the knockoffs. Not the exact ones, but swap me pulls off some good shit. Yeah, 50 bucks. (laughs) But, yeah. um, So that's that's a wrap, right? Kind of. We have honorable mentions because we always talk about the countries that listen to us, the new countries that have listened to us. Yes. And I was really... Yeah. I was really shocked to know the states that listen to us. Yeah. Um, so, shouts out to Tennessee, Arizona, Texas, Hawaii, Indiana, Minnesota, New York, Washington, Missouri, Michigan, Kentucky, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, New Mexico, Nevada, Ohio, South Carolina, and Virginia. But Natalie's heart was broken when she did not see Portland, Oregon. Oregon on this list. Oregon in general, but you know what? Oregon. Where's, the, where's Portland? Oregon. Yeah. Wait, if California's on this list too, though. Oh right? yeah, I forgot about California. California, Ooh, our yeah, home California state. of yes. course. But yeah, so thanks everyone for listening to us. 
Yes, coming up next week, we've received some topics from our viewers and uh, we'll be talking about our in-laws. The wonderful and not so wonderful relationships that we have with them. So that's coming up next week. Until then, stack those dollars, y'all. Increase the peace. Thank you to everyone who joined us this week. I am Ricky Limota, and I'm joined by the beautiful Natalie Mota. And we're live from Rose City Sound Studio in the beautiful Inland Empire. Shouts out to Big Brother Jake for all of the love and support. Today's episode was produced by the infamous Juice Box Bartley. We are on this frequency. Make sure to share us, like us. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. Wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll find us. Make sure if you have any questions, you got topics you want to talk about, hit us up, email us. On this frequency at gmail.com. Support the movement. Drop it like it's hot. See you later, y'all. Meow, 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 meow. Fucking shit ball. I fuck Shireen and went to tell my bros. Tell my bros. Then us Shireen and let it burn came on. That burn came on. That burn came on. Hot sauce all that night. I rhyming, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Park the car, then we start rhyming, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. The only thing we had to free our mind. Free our mind. Then freeze that verse when we see dollar signs. See dollar signs. You looking like it.